It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. John Barchard, Chris Stuber, Pat Egan behind the glass, broadcasting from the Xfinity Studios, only from Comcast. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you, buddy? What's up, John? Nice to be back in the saddle with you. Yeah, it's nice. I love this. Uh... What happened today, guys? I don't know. You're going to go on some <laughs> kind of epic rant that you've been talking about. I'm waiting for this thing. What's going well, on? So just like, did How just, are you feeling? Did Twitter just turn stupid today? Is that what happened? Is that what we did? Like, it just... Well, I think everyone this... thinks that Chip Kelly's stupid yeah. for what happened. And that's fine. I'm fine if you think Chip Kelly's stupid with the, with the move and, and all this stuff. But let me just... I mean, what are we talking about? This, is, this has been... This was a clear-as-day football move from the beginning from the beginning and anything else that's taken out of context here is nuts like this is now now we're just at full blown we're really going to draw a line in the sand for a dude that had 42% of the snaps last year that's that's it we decided oh you know what i'm not, i'm not sure about the LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso that's a head scratch i'm not sure about Bradford but yeah that's okay but now we've drawn the line at Brandon Boykin a slot corner. That's what we've done. We've, you know, Eusebio Hansened this whole thing to Pittsburgh, which, by the way, gets a lot of praise nationally because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you can tell me one of their one of their, like one of their great defensive draft picks, I'm all ears. If Brandon Boykin is the number one CB on your football team, it's a problem. Sorry, I know he's a fan favorite. I replay that Dallas game from 2013 in my head constantly. I love Brandon Boykin. I think he's great. I think he's a great guy. I thought he was a great player. But if you think he can be the superstar stud on the outside, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I'm with you. Why didn't he why didn't he start over Fletcher? Why didn't he get the opportunity with Carroll or Williams or any of this other stuff? Should he have got an opportunity coming in here? Maybe. But then they drafted a whole bunch of cornerbacks. Cornerbacks that are better at doing multiple things. 
Byron Maxwell, good on the outside. Also really great in the slot, as he showed us against Jordan Matthews last year. Walter Thurman, randomly playing safety, which is, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's one of those things. I, I'm totally on board with the skepticism there. Absolutely. But can't play inside, can't play outside. Jalen Watkins can play safety, can play inside, can play outside. Nolan Carroll, same thing. Ja'Cory Shepard, same thing. Brandon Boykin, slot corner. Do we? I mean, I mean, this clear as day here, Chris. <laughs> this is a football move. It is a football move, and we have made it into something asinine. And, and like, I, I, I'm, I am so frustrated by all the dumb takes today. That's all it is. This is all it is. And I don't know if you feel the same way. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, the racist thing is back. The culture thing is back. Chip Kelly's an idiot is back. All this other stuff. I'm fine with questioning any of these moves because we don't know the outcome. We don't know the resu- the results of the process. But why are we drawing a line with Brandon Boykin? I think the problem here, John, is that uh, people have to separate Chip Kelly, the coach, from Chip Kelly, the general manager. And this was a general manager move. Brandon Boykin was not going to start here. Brandon Boykin wanted to start somewhere. Chip Kelly allowed him to have that opportunity. He has that now at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We knew he wasn't going to be a starter here. They like Eric Rowe. They like Nolan Carroll. They like Byron Maxwell. Where is he going to start? His position is a slot cornerback. That's what he is. But in Pittsburgh, their secondary is horrible. Horrendous. He has an opportunity there. If he does well, he may get a free agent contract with the Steelers. That's another thing you have to look at. He was a free agent following this season. The Eagles got what could be a fourth-round draft pick. It gives them another asset for next year's draft. So this is a football move, but this is Chip Kelly, the general manager, making the best decision for his franchise on the player that really did not have a future here in Philadelphia. Now, the problem is, is that, that this is another guy that Chip Kelly has moved away from that has developed into a fan favorite. People like Brandon Boykin. They like his physique. They like what he can become. They like the playmaking ability. They remember those six interceptions in 2013. They didn't see him on the field enough last season, which drove a lot of people crazy. Now he's and gone. And it's understandable. And I now he's that. gone. Yeah. And he's just another guy who's gone, who's been outspoken about Chip Kelly. And that's unfair. And I hate the fact that we have to sit here on the first day of training camp and this whole race issue pops up once again. And I'll tell you what, it's so tiring. It's so unfortunate for Chip Kelly because this is not a race issue. This is Chip Kelly trying to find the guys that fit well into his offense, into his defense, and his special teams. And if you're not buying in, you're getting the hell out. I'm not saying that Brandon Boykin wasn't buying in because by all means... He seemed like a guy that was a culture fit, a high character, straight up dude. I think everyone in Philadelphia saw that. However, this was strictly a football move. As you mentioned, John, this has nothing to do with race, attitude, or anything like that. Brandon Boykin, he wanted to be a starter. He's not going to be a starter here. Chip Kelly facilitated a trade that allows him to be a starter. Yeah. That's all it is. That's everything right there. That seems like a good thing to me. That seems like a good thing to me. That's all it is. But we are taking it the wrong way here in Philadelphia. And this crap, and it is crap about Chip Kelly being a racist. Chip Kelly 
did not get this far in his coaching career if he was racist. He has gone to Dan Crenshaw. Rubin. He has gone to Josh Huff. He has gone to D'Angelo, D'Anthony Thomas. He's had these players at Oregon who have a sketchy past. And he's allowed them to come to his culture at Oregon and also in Philadelphia with Josh Huff. Those are guys that have, look, he's not a racist. He's a football guy. And that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. Listen, just because I, I'm very much opposed to look at all these black guys. He's not racist. Like, I, I, I get that. You know, I, I don't buy into like, well, he's he's got uh, that's going to happen anywhere, any walk of life. I don't think that's the number one example that everybody should show. But I agree with you in the fact that he's had a lot of different players throughout sure. his entire career. Absolutely. And it's really hard to determine. Uh, of all ethnicities. Uh, of course. And I uh, again, it, it, I don't know why we keep steering down this way from 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. until where we are now sitting at 408. It's PM, unbelievable, John. The, the stretch of. Racist culture. Oh, it looks like. I mean, like it's just kind of come around back full circle again. What are we doing? What are we doing, Brandon Boykin? Sorry, like, can somebody explain to me if you would pick or replace Brandon Boykin with anybody that is in the secondary right now? I'm all ears because I don't think it's. I don't think it's possible. Last year, I'm totally with you, and I think it was an absolute travesty and a misstep on Howie Roseman, on Chip Kelly, on Billy Davis. To not at least try it out. Yeah. Because there is, the, if they put you a nickel, you can you can stick them right back in the slot. In the meantime, have them on the outside and see if you can actually do it. But John, do you, think but, this, do you think this is a big deal about Brandon Boykin or is this more of a race issue that you think this is a big deal with? I think it gets lumped in with that because it, people it automatically yeah. did that. I, I know that there wasn't that great, cl- uh, you know, clarification when, when Derek Gunn kind of tweeted that out. But... You know, and it, and I'm not going to say that people shouldn't be responding to uh, to that initially because when it comes out, you know, our culture, it's pretty hard not to jump to that conclusion. Sure, but when you when you finally stretch this thing out and see what it is, it's a damn football move. It was from the beginning. It was last night when you went to bed, and then when we woke up this morning, it all changed. <laughs> it all changed, and now and now we're de- we're dealing with the same issues. Over and over and over again. I'm okay. I'm okay with questioning what's on the field. I'm okay with questioning. I don't know if this is going to work, but give me a break with this stuff, guys. There are people out there that aren't going to, the employer and the employee don't agree all the time. Sometimes they don't talk to one another. You know, I, it's, it's not like it, nobody said Chip Kelly doesn't talk to Brandon, Brandon Boykin on a regular basis. He completely ignores him in the hallway at times. They didn't get it. They didn't work well together. This happens in everything. Millions of dollars, little bit of dollars, anything else. In the radio industry, we uh, Kyle Scott blogs about radio wars constantly. There's a lot of talented hosts around here. They don't always get along. Especially when you hear somebody, you know, firing shots on Friday doesn't have a job, which I thought was weird. But Whoa! Uh, I, I think this is... <laughs> you know, we keep just trying to put this thing in a little box in this little, like Chip Kelly, college coach, duh, 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 just everything. The team sodium people that just come out here and just, but what happened to Bamani Jones for Christ's sake? Bamani Jones used to be one of the most logical guys on the planet. And now like every time this spots out, it's like, ah, see, I told you. Oh, look at this fellow. I told you, I told you, I told you. Everybody wants to get Chip Kelly and he does nothing other than any other coach would do. 
And he doesn't say he revolutionizes the game. And he doesn't say any of these other things. The media puts that out there and does it. I, I Hey, we're a part of it too. I get it. But I mean, he's just doing, he's not reinventing football. And he, uh, the millionth time he said, if you weren't there with Newt Rockney, you're not doing anything different. You're ripping off of them. Paraphrasing, obviously, but. You know, I, 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 you're fired I, up today. There's I, no question I that. You are so fired up so about this. I am much. pissed off. Yes, Harry Mays, I am. I understand your frustration. And I don't think that this is a Brandon Boykin issue, John. And I, we're going to take a lot of phone calls today. And we're going to hear things about Brandon Boykin. We're going to hear things about race. And that's going to be unfortunate. Because I want to celebrate this damn season. This is the first day of Eagles football. It's the first day. We're talking about this crap. Yeah, I want to be going toe-to-toe with you, and I want to make fun of you because Bradford took all the first-team reps today. And I'll but make I fun of you because <laughs> Sanchez took all the first-team reps at minicamp, yeah. and Bradford has to get a look-see. Yeah. He has to be on film. They have to evaluate him. It's been a while. But we're talking about this crap. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we're ruining the good time here because I want to go to battle with Chris, and now we got to talk about this. But Damn I like it. it. You Phone know, lines are th- lit up. Th- Everything's lit up. This is, this is you know. But, you know, this is Philadelphia. Yeah. We love controversy. And we're talking about controversy between Bradford and Sanchez from a football perspective. But now we're dealing with this crap with race issues and Brandon Boykin, who's now in Pittsburgh. And he also just said today that it wasn't a race issue with Chip Kelly. Yeah. He did clarify that. He did clarify that, which is good. But people are going to take this a different way. And I'll say this. It all stems because Riley Cooper's on this roster. Absolutely, and it still baffles me why he's still on here. And if Riley Cooper was cut, this would all probably go away. And that whole structure, and even leading up to that stuff, because I had to remind myself today when we were talking off air with Chris. It was five days in between when that video came out and when they re-signed him, and it was a weird process, and I still don't understand it. I don't get it. And I think it's logical for anyone to think that way. Are you going to throw crap today? I just have a feeling you're going to throw something. If these, I might break a window. So you're at that point. We start to show off with some tool, and you're 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 going a little crazy. (laughs) You're getting a little bit pumped up. The juices flowing. I feel you. I Um, like it. But we want to hear from you too. So six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. Let's just try and and figure this thing out together. Um, And I know there's a lot of people been waiting online. So uh, yeah, let's just let's go there now. Billy Princeton, what's going on, man? Yo, guys, you stole my thunder. <laughs> Sorry, man. I apologize. Yeah, no, you guys are spot on. Great mind. Things alike, Billy. What's going on, man? Well, it's a, I'm a first-time caller to you guys. I'm coming home from the shore, and the phone lines are, are blowing up off this racist thing. It's a football move. The guy had one year left on his contract. We could possibly get a fourth-round draft pick. Pittsburgh had an injury last week in the secondary at camp. I believe. That's why they brought Boykin in. Boykin ought to be thrilled. He has a chance to play. He has a chance to increase his value in a free agent year. And these morons out there that are talking about racism, what the hell are you talking about? Most of the roster is black. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, not that I care, but I'm just saying it, 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 it's, it's, it's foolish. You know, when this stuff started with uh, Shady, they brought in DeMarco Murray, gentlemen, they brought in the kid from San Diego. Uh, Brian Matthews. Yeah, nice guys. You know, they fit Chip's scheme. You know, Chip is the boss. He's in. He's allowed to do what he wants to do. All right, the, the people in the audience, hey, if you don't like it and you think he's a racist, you know, watch another sports. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. But, my God, 
I want the best football team, and I don't care what color the guys are. And I'm with you there, Billy. I'm with you because I think Chip Kelly, what he's doing right now, he is getting his guys to fit this culture, to fit this system. And you know what? Brandon Boykin, he would have been that guy, but he wants to start. He's in his final year of his contract. He has an opportunity that's going to allow him to make more millions of dollars that he would not have had here in Philadelphia. Absolutely, and he went to a good program with a good head coach. So uh, what more? He didn't ship him off to Jacksonville, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's and it's a, again, and we appreciate it, Billy. But I mean, again, it's a, it is a great opportunity to start there. Fantastic opportunity. There's no, I don't think there's a real loss here. It just depends on again. I think this is where people are getting tripped up here. Mm-hmm. They don't know Eric Rowe. They don't know Byron Maxwell. They don't know all these guys. That they, came don't in know here. they don't know Owen Carroll. They don't know it. They don't know Nolan Corey Shepard. They have no clue. These are all unknowns, John. We talked about that yesterday. And yeah, exactly. This is a what if team. What if this happens? What if this happens? Then they possibly could win 11, 12 games. But if this happens, they could win five, six games. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still a what if team, even if you don't make those changes. Right. And that's what we have to keep reminding ourselves here. If Nick Foles was coming into the season, if Evan Mathis was still here, if you still had Kerry Williams because you're paying him $8 million, will LaShawn McCoy look better than he did in the last four weeks because his legs were like cement? Sorry, go back and watch the tape. It's the truth. If he didn't cost $10 million, if, 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 it just changes the ifs. And I, I feel like you, you're going to feel more comfortable with what you know, and especially with the fan base. We know what those guys can produce. We've seen DeMarco Murray play, so we can feel good about ourselves because he's a rival. We see it. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, all that stuff. Ryan Matthews, I don't, I, not sure. a lot of people catching Chargers games, right. right? So, but still some positive things coming out of OTAs and all that other stuff. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like you're just, all this does is puts the ifs in another place. Now, I understand, I understand now that people might have a problem with, Hey, this is you're not. This is another thing. Chip Kelly's just not getting along with people. Yeah, he's trying to dominate. And Chip Kelly's calls his fan base some money because all the jerseys out there, they're going to be in the <laughs> trash can or in the goodwill department. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about though? I mean, dude, let's let's just let Chip Kelly arrange this team the way that he wants, and if it doesn't work out, then let's crucify the guy. Then we're right there with you. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> let's see right how it works you. out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Victor, Northeast Philly. I know it's a, it's kind of a head scratcher for you, man. What's going on, bud? Yeah, great head scratcher for me. I'm, I think the reality for me is that, you know, uh, I don't think I, I think um, I don't think Chip Kelly's a racist. I think he's maybe narcissistic or has a little OCD. But I mean, who doesn't? As a head coach, you want things the way you are. But I think what presents as a problem is obviously, and you guys stated it already, to still have uh, Ty, uh, Cooper on the team. It's, it's really someone who um, said something very derogatory and demeaning, I think that's uh, attributes to some of this. And the reality is when a player says that the chip is uncomfortable around grown men of our culture, I don't know, we can take that for what it means. I'm not sure what, what um, Boykins is trying to say there, but the problem I have is that when, when Boykins says players can excel when you naturally let them be who they are, and in my experience, that hasn't been important to, to Chip, I think to me that's a little pragmatic because you're going to have great players that sometimes don't always 
make you the most comfortable. Like, I don't know if a Marshawn Lynch or a Sherman type of player could even play on our team, but at some point, see, because Andy Reid did the same thing, right? And we could never get past a certain point. And then all of a sudden we get T.O. and we get a, a superstar player and we go straight to where we need to go, which is the Super Bowl. And I'm just afraid that we're, are we seeing the same type of situation with the type of uh, with Chip Kelly? And obviously we got to wait and see and see how this all plays out. But it, it just sometimes this gets a little bit uh, tiring hearing all of this. And, you know, you want to see your team succeed. It is the first day of camp, for goodness sake. Yeah, exactly. That's so what we were saying, Victor. We want to talk football, Victor. What's going on? Yeah, I want to talk football. And, and more, to your, I mean, more to your point there, Victor, with, with Andy Reid is just that's where it, for me, that's where it kind of got. I, it, he got bested by that situation. You know, he went right. to he went to. That full that full thing, and he, he made that switch during the Super Bowl once, and then that's what bit him in the ass as it came to fall down through. So even the stuff well, with see, that's what I don't want to happen with Chip Kelly. I don't want him to be so enamored and so in love with what he's doing that he get blinded by it as well. See, that's the only thing I'm scared of. Like, is this coach willing to make adjustments and still buy into his system to his own? Uh, demise, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we 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 gotta love the guy because he's won some games. But at some point, you gotta make certain adjustments, and you can't just be all about your system. You gotta be able to plug in the type of players that you may not always be comfortable with. And so that's the issue for me. But also, that's a wait and see. We don't, we're not gonna know that overnight, and we gotta let this stuff play out. But the sad thing is, again, we have to talk about this on the first day of freaking camp. It's like, <laughs> I know, Victor. Yeah, I know, man. And we appreciate the call, bud. And that's the that's some of the thing where Chris, I gotta I gotta take Chip Kelly at his word for now. Sure. As yeah. far as that kind of rolls out, because I, we can't. There's nothing we can absolute pinpoint anything to. But I, I just I don't know the 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 theme of kind of what he says. It's really. I mean, he came out with a with a. I mean, he dropped his pants today and said, "You can put it in ink. I'm not trading. You know, Michael Kendricks." Well, maybe he really feels that way. <laughs> but as I said to you during in our back meeting uh, before the show, they make erasable ink. They have sure, whiteout. They have white. He yeah, can always absolutely. do that stuff. I mean, if something comes up and they get a second round offer for Michael Kendricks, well, I think he's going to be traded. I mean, that's a great right. offer because they need a second round pick for next year. I mean, they don't have one. And my only problem, and, and that's what we were saying too, is my only problem with that was that you had him in a beautiful moment there. And he says, you can you can book it. I'm not trading Kendricks. And then nobody asked him, hey, Chip, uh, does that mean you're going to extend him? <laughs> exactly. And it was, yeah. oh, it was a perfect opportunity. It was like, no, no, no. So, I, you know, it, I'm just saying to everybody out there, if you're down at training camp this week, maybe bring that up if he speaks again. Yeah, why not? I'm curious how yeah. he responds to that. But, you know, and I, I, I don't know. Like, there is so many different takes. I, I just feel like it's, a, my head just swirls at this stuff, Chris. I, I, I can't. I I can't seem to you know to corral or put anybody down in the same like well, hey this is this is just a football move. You, you mentioned the, the, the chip pants himself because he traded Brandon Boykin basically the day of training camp when they reported. I mean he could have yeah. waited at the end of the week or something of that nature, but he did it just as camp started. Well, I don't think Pittsburgh would have wanted that either. You can't make them wait. Like that sounds like a good deal. Uh, we're gonna make you wait a week. Uh, make you wait a little bit. Maybe a third round pick. They would have gotten out. You yeah, never know. Exactly, you know yeah. We're gonna keep Brandon, but you know, if you up the offer a little bit, uh, maybe we'll trade him to. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna go to Ty on the show because I know you've been waiting a long time. Ty, what's going on, man? Hey guys, what's up, Ty? Hey, I just got one. I got one statement, and I got one question. Then I'll let you guys go. 
Yeah, I want my tickets, man. I've been waiting on for a long time. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know what? We haven't we haven't figured out how we but we'll just do I think we'll just do best call here. The best calls that we find, we're gonna just continue continue on with uh Shander. So if you good or bad, you gotta gotta bring it, Ty. Yeah, let's bring right. it. Check it out. This is it. I myself personally I agree with, with, with Chick what he's doing as far as he can do whatever he wants with his team. I like the way he's going, I like the players he's getting. This is where my problem lies. I have a problem with the fact that Every decision that I see, in my opinion, that he has made has not been of football nature. How he so? Started, he How started, so? He started it all wrong with, with the Riley Cooper thing. Of course, we all seen that. Right. But the whole Deshaun Jackson thing, I think he, I don't care that he got rid of Deshaun. Deshaun can be a distraction and everything. Had he came out and just said that, it wouldn't have seemed like he was hiding anything or anything. But Ty, but that's the problem. Thing, he couldn't. He couldn't say anything. Understandable. But you don't. But you you say that he couldn't. But then on the back end, he lied and said that that man did things that he didn't do. You couldn't do the right. What things did he didn't do? Wait, whoa, whoa. What things did he did he say he that he was a gangbanger? That, that that chip never said that. This, okay, it came from an Elliot Short Parks particle. Right, but okay, it can't. It can listen. Yeah, that got leaked from where though. So we ain't gonna act like we don't know where this stuff. Nah, I don't. I, I, you can buy to that. I, if you go back, I trust me. If you go back and read that article. Not a lot of substance right. there, to be honest sure. with you. Right, yeah. but it was a lot of substance. Well, it, was, it wasn't a lot of substance. Y'all sure ran with it for like three days straight because for three days. Well, it's something to talk about. I mean, it was reported. It's, yeah, it's an yeah. alleged report. That's all right, it was. Right, right, I'm not saying that he personally said it, but this is where it came from, and this is where everybody ran. Wait a second, hold on. Chip Kelly doesn't say a damn thing to anybody. If that's leaked, that's leaked from somebody who may hear some things, but it's never coming from Chip Kelly's mouth. But listen, it comes, that's neither here nor there. It comes, it comes with the territory. I'm not here to defend Chip Kelly or crucify him. You're going to take the blame because of who you are. That's it. Bottom line. You're, you, a, a guy gets let go, they're going to blame Chip. Howie Roseman might have did it. You're still going to blame Chip. That's exactly You're right. Entity, it's not Chip Kelly, though. That's, that's, right. that, that's what You're I'm saying. You're the entity that gets, gets the blame. Okay, that's fine. And dandy. We, we can agree to disagree. Okay. No, that's, but, my, that's my personal view of Chip. No, he doesn't make football decisions. He makes personal decisions. You understand what I'm saying? He makes personal decisions about what he likes. So, LaShawn so so McCoy wasn't a football decision. You don't no, think that was... When, when you almost run, rush for 3,000 yards, I have no reason to let you go. And everybody keep bringing... But he was not DeMarco. a system fit here. That's the oh, problem. Neither is DeMarco Murray. For DeMarco I'm Murray's sure. a north-south <laughs> runner. He's exactly what Chip <laughs> Kelly wants in this <laughs> offense. I know, I know, I know all right. football. DeMarco Murray wasn't all that good until last year. Y'all wasn't talking that DeMarco Murray stuff until last year. And that's because he... No, had hey, Ty, you're, don't... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let don't... Uh, first, 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 I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm let, you go. Just let me finish. DeMarco Murray was, was trash until last year. Y'all can, y'all can put up stats and all that one. DeMarco Murray, was, he was almost out of there. He don't have a gear he had last year, and, and, and the Cowboys was going to let him go anyway. That's why they let them go. Ah, come on. You're not. Come on. You can't come with that. Listen, wait a minute. Yes, I can't come with that because we didn't want him either. He was the only running back that was out there left. Because I think a lot of times you guys were wrong. We wanted Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course they wanted Frank Gore. They didn't think they could get to Marco Murray. They didn't think they could get to Marco Murray. Ty, I'm sorry. We're right up against the break. But I love that you're still going to qualify for some Fantasy Fest tickets because I appreciate the passion. I appreciate everything else out there. But... You know, I I, I, think I may need some Advil today, John. I, I, just, I swear to God, what's going did, on like, here in like, the city? First of all, what is to, going to, on? To here? address Ty, I still am not on board with the Murray signing. It's as a whole, the long term thing. I think he can be productive this year. So let's just get that away. First of all, I'm, I don't know. I don't know where this all that stuff is coming from here, but uh, obviously, there's a lot to talk about, and we're going to continue to do that. We're up against the break, but we'll be back. John Archer, Chris Stuber, right here, ninety-seven-five, the fanatic. <laughs>
as adrenaline-filled as possible. As uh, as Eitan Chandler pointed out, I've been here since 5 a.m., right? right. Listen to you me. may need to calm down a little bit. I'm a little worried about you today. Uh, John Barcher, Chris Stuber, 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, surprise, surprise. We were talking about Brandon Boykin and this whole thing. Man, yeah. And this is, you know, I, I, I just, I, I feel like if this was any other football guy, non-college, go-back-to-college guy, like any of that stuff, this is typically what most GMs do when they take over. They do. They make changes. Especially and, coaches who have power. And coaches you, want their personnel. They want guys that run their system correctly. And that last caller who was mentioning DeMarco Murray and how he's not a system <laughs> fit here, he's exactly what Chip Kelly wants. Yeah, he's not a system fit, but uh, number one in uh, yards from shotgun. Also, Ryan Matthews, number two, uh, but both not system fits. Trust me. It's Trust unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But this is the thing, guys. There's, a, there's a also there's a theme here that we're not talking about. Most of these guys that we're upset about and that former players are upset about, dealt with Andy Reid, dealt with Howie Roseman. Guess who's not here anymore? There It happens. This happens all the time. Happened in Kansas City when What's-His-Face, who's the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, didn't get along well. Guess what? Tony Gonzalez becomes an Atlanta Falcon. Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Yeah. Who I also hate, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's one of the most overrated guys on the planet as one good year anyway. But this is what I'm saying here. And not only that, not only did he decide, you know what, I'm done with Andy's guys, and I'm done with Howie's guys, or whatever that is, I'm also done with Howie's personnel. Who's who's the last one standing in the in the Howie Roseman scouting department? Howie Roseman. So don't tell me this is this is anything else that it that it that a normal GM wouldn't do here. Well, I will it's say different this. and it's radical, maybe. Sure, I, w- I will say this: Ed Manowitz was a Howie Roseman guy that Chip Kelly liked a lot because he fit into his philosophy. So fair enough. Um, but yeah, you're right. Howie Roseman is now he has nothing to do with player personnel. Nothing. Nothing. Zip. Um, but I'm with you. I think everyone has to really take a step back here, take a look at what Chip Kelly has created especially on the field and what he's doing in the locker room. He's just bringing in his guys. And I can't blame him from a coaching perspective and also from a general manager perspective. He's trying to get the right fit. Let's see what he does this season. And then we'll just trash him in this town because that's what we do very well if he doesn't win. So let's see what happens with these players. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The two and three, the phone lines are going to go. I mean, there's going to be immediately, you know, for his head, which I still think can happen here. I, I lean towards that more than anything. I don't think this team's going to start out fast. But it has nothing to do with Brandon Boykin. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing is affected by trading Brandon Boykin, who is on a contract year, who will not start on the outside here in Philadelphia. And okay. if he plays 60% of the snaps and you get a fourth rounder out of that, whew, that's a pretty good deal. He's enjoying it. It's the instant replay, but we'll go to Sid on the cell while he's waiting. Sid, what's going on, man? What's up, Sid? How you doing? I'll tell you this. I'm good. Good. I'm a black guy. I'm around Deshaun Jack and those guys. So I like to think I think of things real rashly opposed to some of those guys. I don't think that's a racist. I'm going to start with that. I do think the Brandon Boyd thing was a football move. My thing is about what he said. And I think there's a reoccurring role. More often than not, if I call this, if I usually call Joe the Camera Show at night, you get a little more talking time than for the most part on the late thing. And about two months ago, I happened to just be in the right place in the right time. 
And I was talking to a former Eagle who's not Deshaun Jackson or McCoy, not a guy who stormed out here like a kid. And he made the exact same comment about Chip as far as the, he told me straight, I asked him just randomly. We were both kind of drinking and butter. I said, do you think he's a racist? He said, no, not at all. Like, I don't think that in the slightest. And I thought that was going to be the end of the conversation. He said, but I don't know if he's a little socially awkward. He's a fan of his guys. I've been in many of situations. I don't know if he's having a bad day. I've spoke to him and doesn't even speak that. Now, I would say this. If you guys walk by, you know, program director Mahagian and every day, and you spoke to him and he didn't speak back. Would you feel weirded out by that? No, that's a boss all the time anywhere. I mean, that's just bosses. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, everyone has different personalities. Not everyone's going to mix well with everybody. So when you look at Chip Kelly, he's the head coach. He's a general manager. He's the, basically the CEO of the Eagles organization. He okay. is the leader of this. So you're not going to have one-on-one conversations with that guy because he has now, so now, many things going through his mind. Now, I'm not saying necessarily one-on-one conversation, but all in all, you know, sometimes, I mean, men are big on respect. You know what I mean? Every, every male wants to be an alpha of his own situation. It just feels though you speak to a guy who you respect every day and he doesn't speak back to you. You look at it as a lack of respect. You know, I mean... And, and Sid, actually, I'm, I'm with you if it was in all the time occurrence, but I think we don't want to misconstrue that quote either. He said... Some of the time, right? They yeah, didn't, you know, walking down the hall, and I, that, and just like Chris said, that happens everywhere. Yeah, but like I said, man, I don't think the dudes are racist. I think you know certain things are unconventional, and people are, are you know, people are always uncomfortable with unconventional. Absolutely. But at the end, yeah, at the end of the day, so you know what I mean. But it's like I look at it like this, man. The guy, I don't take as much into the twenty-one account as most people because I happen to look at it like only four of those wins were against quality opponents and one of the and I can name them we beat Arizona two years ago and kept them out of the playoffs when he won 11 games mm-hmm. we beat Dallas we beat Andrew Luck last year and we beat Matt Tolzien with the Packers when Aaron Rodgers was hurt so you know what I mean I looked at it more so and you know he won the games he was supposed to win and the games that he needed to really 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 coach to get out of he won about two of but all in all I'm still on board. I'm hoping everything works out for the better. I appreciate you guys' time. Appreciate it. Sid, do you Thanks, have uh, uh, Fantasy Fest tickets already? Oh, I do not. Okay, let me put you on hold, man. Because, uh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to get him qualified for that. But, yeah, I mean, like, there's... He made some good points in there. Sure. For sure. Well, he's a realist, and I like yeah. that. You yeah. know, and I like guys like that because he understands the situation. And I think that's what everyone really has to take a look at here. Um, Chip Kelly probably doesn't have time to talk to every player every day when he sees them in the hallway. He doesn't. He has a lot of stuff on his mind. Sure. I mean, not just from a player personnel standpoint, but a coaching standpoint. I mean, he has to go to the meetings. He has coaches that he has to take care of. There's a lot of things on this guy's mind. So they have individual meetings. They have positional meetings. They probably address a lot of issues in those meetings. But if he's just ignoring you down the hall because he has to run somewhere really quick, whether it be the bathroom and meeting, uh, meeting with Jeffrey Lurie, whatever it is, getting a cup of coffee, he has to do what he has to do. So you can't take a personal offense to it. And I think that another thing, John, is people don't know who Chip Kelly really is. He's a mystery man here. So we're we're still trying to understand who he is, what he does, why he does it. He doesn't tell us here in Philadelphia. He tells his players, I think, to an extent. Because they have to buy into his program. But this fan base still doesn't understand who he really is. And that's why it's hard for them to buy into it. Yeah, and I think that's there too. 
and I think that's where the all this stuff kind of gets lit up from as well. And like you know, I I, I think uh, Aton hit on it, but he's a nerd, man. <laughs> he's a socially awkward nerd, which it makes it kind of more interesting that when he has to speak and when he's forced to speak, he does it really well. So I don't I don't buy the not a great communicator because right. it, it's all about that. This is I think we've you know said it a, a, a bunch of times, but. He wants guys to fall in line and be there with his with his plan. You either in or you're out. Don't you want a football nerd leading your organization? I Isn't that what so? it's all about? Don't you want him to live this thing twenty hours a day? Don't care about anything else and just be at that damn Novacare complex all day long. That's what I want for my coach. I sort of like that he's not married, has no children. I like that because he's living well, he and breathing do, football. He couldn't do it. That's no. what I'm saying. It's not just socially awkward with his players. It sounds like. Pretty socially awkward with everybody. And sure. we've heard former coaches say that. Hey, you know, X and O is great. Anything outside of that? But I will say this about Chip Kelly. He makes it a point. If there's something big going on here, what, you've heard stories about him attending funerals in the city of Philadelphia. You've heard him going to banquets. He makes time for other things. So when I hear socially awkward, I'm not buying into that. He does make an attempt to be seen socially and publicly. I, for But... Maybe the perception of him is that he's socially awkward and where some of his players don't jive well with him because he's not that kind of guy maybe where he's a a player's coach in that respect off the field in terms of talking to them and being uh, in the locker room just palling around. But on the field, he's, he's joking, he's smiling, he's communicating with his guys. But you can't do that 24 hours a day. There has to be some time for him to get ready evaluate all that stuff so yeah and, and i don't i don't think players coach means anything either I, I it it really doesn't affect it's just a style like it's just a style there's nothing saying that like oh you have to be a player's coach to win yeah or not a non-player coach to win or anything like that there's there's prime examples on both sides and not to bring his name up because i know everybody hates when you compare it to what was bill belichick like in cleveland sure that was a completely different story not a winning coach not, yeah I'm sure it was a completely different story when he went to New England for the first time. And, you know, you just, but every time you bring that up, it's, just, you know, wow, oh, you're, you're doing all this stuff. But it's hard. I mean, like, where do you compare it to? What else would you take over Chip Kelly right now? I'll tell you this, John. Is there, name your top five coaches. I, I would say this. If you look at any owner that's looking for a head coach, Chip Kelly's in the top five because of what he can do in terms of starting a program. Now, if he was let go today by the Eagles, there's going to be a team out there in a second that would scoop up Chip Kelly. We should be fortunate that we have him here because what he brings, there's a respect factor with Chip Kelly around the National Football League. There's so uh, much intrigue. I don't know. Wait, I don't so, know if there is a I respect. think there is a respect factor from the, the owners in the National Football League with Chip Kelly. I think some of the coaches also really respect him. Bill Belichick being one of them. He's taken some of what he's done and incorporated into what he does in New England. So I think there are coaches that really buy into what he's doing because it's innovative, it's different, it's working. 20 yeah. games in two seasons, that's pretty good. I, I know a lot of people say Ray Rhodes won 20 games. God, Ray Rhodes. But again. I, that's, what, that's, that's what I mean. Like You can either be, there's no in-between that we can like process with. You're either, like how dare you compare him to really successful coaches yeah. or Ray Rhodes. It's a horrible spectrum of where you can grab here. Uh, Jimmy Kempsey, by the way, coming up at 5 o'clock, and he'll, he's going to uh, tell us all about uh, what he saw at training camp. I know he kind of feels a little bit differently about this stuff, too, uh, but uh, 
We'll go back to Kyle in uh, Phoenixville. Kyle, you there, buddy? Yo, Kyle. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we got you, man. Hey, what's up? How are you? Hey, you loving the show, guys? How you doing? Hello. What's up, Kyle? <laughs> hey, not much, man. Hey, yeah, listen, I'm going to chat on that racist nonsense that's going on right now. What you got, man? <clears throat> oh, sorry. I'm just saying. Are you eating it's something, Kyle? What are you eating right now? <laughs> hey, listen. Okay, listen. I just what? Really almost choked on like a piece of a, a buffalo wing. Oh, hold on a second. All right, we're good. Anyway, what I'm saying is basically when, when it comes down to it, like we all love Shady. When it came down to it, when, he, when he's talking about the, the racist stuff, it's basically almost like a jaded girlfriend. After you leave, he just pitches in Buffalo. It's basically like that. When they leave, like that. Like, hello? Yeah. We're still, still here, buddy. Come well, well, up what the hell is going on here, Kyle? Put down the wigs. Put down the pizza. You're on 97.5 The Fanatic. What's going on? Hello? Sorry, dude. I, I I don't know what was going on there. Sorry, if you're there, call, call back, Kyle. I couldn't. I, I, pizza. There's a, all this stuff going on. There's a thing. Uh, I think he was going to touch on Lashawn McCoy being the ex, that kind of ex girlfriend thing. Look, it's not just. I would hate being in Buffalo too. Yeah, so. yeah. And just just so everybody knows, it's not just black players that you know former black players that have a problem with Chip Kelly. There are some white guys on the team that I I would expect suspect that have a problem with him. I know Evan Mathis didn't get along with him. Todd Harriman's, I think that's okay. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, obviously, like, Trent Cole was upset when he left. But it, a lot of these guys wanted to get out of there because, again, I go back to this again. There were Andy Reid guys that were used to a lot of different things. Chip Kelly is, I wouldn't say the polar opposite of Andy Reid, but he's pretty obvious that he's not the same type of player coach that Andy Reid was. You get used to a certain thing, and now it completely gets flipped around in a 180, and not so much. Kerry Williams taking pot shots in Seattle. Which again, it's another spectacular move for the Seattle Seahawks because <laughs> they're awesome. And when you acquire players of any kind, it's praised. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just I, I, I don't know, Chris. Like, I, I'm I we've I feels like we have the same debate over and over again when a move is made. I, I and and I don't know why. I don't know why we've chosen Brandon Boykin tonight. It's because of this whole <laughs> race issue has come up again, John. This race issue has come up again. And that's the only reason why we're talking about Brandon Boykin right now is because of this nonsense that Chip Kelly is a racist. And the fact that they had to start that press conference off today asking about this to Chip Kelly once again, why this continues to happen. Why does this continue to happen? But it's such a loud minority. It's such a loud minority. And All it takes is one, John. But it, but it continues it. to It just to, takes to one. It just takes one person to mention this, and it just takes off. It spreads like wild, wildfire. It really does. And it's unfortunate. It, it, it all comes again. It comes down to, to Riley Cooper being on this roster. Why is he still on the roster? If Riley I Cooper was gone, this goes away. Nobody else is going to speak of this. I guarantee that's why this just happens because of Riley Cooper. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. Then they quoted Mark Sanchez today again. You know, I don't know if anybody heard this, but uh, uh, he was saying uh, th that's nuts. While the guys were stretching today, you know, they're like, "Hey, Sanchez, aren't you Mexican? And Bradford, aren't you Native American? And Kiko is Colombian. We've got black guys, white guys, Polynesian guys. Come on, that's crazy. It's not even worth talking about. Stop asking the players about it. It's getting old." I couldn't agree with you more, Mark. 
I don't know. But we'll go to uh, we'll go to Keith uh, here on a uh, cell. Keith, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's Good. up, Keith? I'll be honest with you. I disagree with you in a sense that I don't hear this about any other coach. And I think that's what bothers me. Like, if I heard this about Coughlin, you know, Coughlin's tight. But Coughlin's a racist. Or Coughlin is this, or or Andy Reid is is yeah. We didn't like Andy because Andy did this. You don't hear about none of these so-called tough coaches who you were perceived to have an issue. It kind of bothers me that there's something there. I'm not saying it's racism, but there's something there with Chip. What do you think it is? What is it that's really bothering you about this? Here's the problem. We're not there. We don't work for the guy. Exactly. I mean, we we, we can look from a distance and say, now, looking from a distance, I thought Chip was more personable than Andy. But uh, according to these guys, you know, Chip is not a personable guy. So if you have a boss, for instance, that you see that has an issue, and you you say, well, this this guy, he's just a little weird. Everybody has weird bosses. I have a boss. You know, she barely speaks to us. You know, she she walks by. But if I speak to her, she speaks back. Sure, but I, mean, I think everybody's know. different, though. I think everybody's weird in their own little way. Yeah, like, but we all have their own little quirks. Team. But but you're running a team. It's a little it's a little different when you're when you're a coach, a head coach of a football team, and players need to come to you, and players need to be, have a dialogue with you. Players want to run out there and die for you. They don't run out there and die for coaches because they're great coaches. It's something about that coach that they like. Uh, I don't. And I think that's what this. He, he's going to have a problem with attracting players to this organization when team, when players start talking to say you don't want to play for this guy yeah, I don't buy that talk to you I don't well, buy that because Frank Gore. because Frank Gore. Well, yeah but but then you turn around and you get the the rushing leader from last year to come and sign with you I think it's really all about how much money. money though how much money though eight yeah, million dollars isn't a lot of money it came it came about money but he, yeah exactly but that's what players want to sign for money and Frank Gore's at the end of his career and he goes hmm Sam Bradford and Andrew Luck. I'd probably guys, choose Andrew guys, Luck. Guys, let me tell you, if, it's, if it, it may not be, it's something there. And if we dismiss it as fans and think, oh, there's nothing there, these players are all crazy. I'm telling you, you don't hear about any other coach in the NFL. I think there's we, Keith, there. here's what I'm going to say. I think we forget about those instances where they come up. And uh, in back-to-back, when the spotlight is on Philadelphia and Chip Kelly, I think it gets amplified for sure. And I agree with you, though. If it continues to happen, if there's all these other guys that come in, I think what would have to have to happen at this point is somebody that's on the team now and, and speak out kind of against that. Real, but, real quick, though, check it out. Andy Reid got a lot of players. He got a lot of black players. You didn't hear one player say. But that's no, because I think, I think that Andy guy was a was a racist. He, he cut me. The culture is bad. Blah blah. Keith, blah. you know what it is though, bud. I think it's this. Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy, they're no longer here. But Riley Cooper is still here. Why that's is huge, he still here? That's that's a huge problem. And and also he's not very talented. So sure. if you if you have one it. of the better wide receivers in the league, even like, okay, you have a reason to keep him. But it, it, it's also if you go in down the hall and they get, they made a, a thing with the hall, walking down the hall and the guy not talking to you. But let's say you walk down the hall and you notice this coach talks to a certain group of people, black or white. But he doesn't never talk to you. He never speaks to but you. But it's not he never. never it's you. not never, Keith. I'm just, I'm just saying. Though, I mean, you, Chip has assistant coaches that 
these players can go to if they have an issue. Chip well, Kelly's not, the head coach. He's not going to be able to talk to everybody. It's, it's not that, but maybe he's talking to a certain group and he don't talk to a certain group. Maybe that could be it. Maybe they see, oh, he's talked to his people, but he doesn't talk to uh, Andy Reid's former players. I guess in theory. Don't you think that's a pretty big stretch, though? It's like, ah, oh, this guy's an Andy Reid guy. I'm not talking to him. But listen, though, we're guessing, and these players are there with him every day. We're guessing. These guys of course, talk about it all the time. They don't talk about it just when they leave. Because Chip Kelly's never going to tell you what the real issue is, because he doesn't think there is an issue, and I don't think there's an issue either. If you don't think there is an issue? <laughs> I don't it's, think it's there's such an issue. A, Keith, it's such a minority of players yeah. that are on the football but team. You don't hear this about any other teams and players in the league. That's, that's the that is so untrue. I just went who, through who a couple examples. Who, who complains about the coaches when they leave? Uh, Tony they Gonzalez did when he left the Chiefs and went to the Atlanta Falcons. What did he say? He completely ripped him apart. He said he was amateur. He says all this stuff. It happens so many he times. He never complained about his personality. It's different. I'm telling you, it's something Yes, there. it is. That's exactly what it was. Their personalities clashed. They couldn't get along, Keith. It's we appreciate it, there, though, man. man. We appreciate it. I, this is, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there, there's been no football coach ever that player, an ex-player has ever called somebody out. Come on, guys. Just because it's not on the top of our head doesn't mean it didn't exist. And this is exactly why it's here now, is because everybody started talking about it. There hasn't been any training camp. It's, it, and this is what I'll say to you guys. If Chip Kelly comes out and comments on it first, then you get Derek Gunn texting. Is the story different? Is it, if you hear Chip Kelly on the podium say, yeah, you know what? We thought it was a really good opportunity for Brandon to go out and get there. We're, we're kind of, our, our depth that he chose and liked... And, and just kind of did it that way and said, yeah, we hugged at the end and I said, good luck to him. And this is your opportunity to start. And then the texts come out. Is the story different? I, because I, I don't think we're talking about it as much. I don't think it's a, a, a player rip. I mean, it's it went from, oh, here comes more racist comments to let me clarify what I just said. And it's more or less we just didn't get along. But it's not like they cut him. They got value for him. Again, it goes back to the football thing. It's football moves. He likes what he drafted. Brandon Boykin wasn't his prototype. He was never going to put him on the outside. That's where we are right now. We'll get your calls right after the break. Right here, John Barcher and Chris Stuber right here on 97.5 The Fanatic.